So the reading today is from Acts 16, 16 to 34, which in the Blue Bibles is on page 1050. Paul and Silas in prison. Once, when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prisons was shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everybody. With Christmas fast approaching, we are coming to the end of our sermon series, exploring the book of Acts and journeying with the early church in a time of change. And what an exciting story to finish with. The title we've been given for today is Faith in Unexpected Places which immediately made me start asking myself the question, where is the most unexpected place to find faith? 
I would be interested to hear what you think that might be afterwards. And I expect that there are all sorts of answers to that question. But what came to my mind was that one of the most unexpected places to find faith is in the life of someone who is suffering unjustly. Especially when there seems to be no rhyme or reason behind that suffering. This morning, we're thinking about what happened when Paul and Silas were put in prison. What had they done to deserve that ordeal? They had been obedient to God, going to the place of prayer, sharing the good news about Jesus, and being available for God to work through them by the power of his Holy Spirit to bring healing and freedom to those in need. And yet they were made to suffer by a hostile crowd. And the local authorities ordered that they be stripped, severely flogged and thrown into prison. So there they were, Paul and Silas, publicly humiliated, in agony and bleeding from their wounds, incarcerated with their feet in the stocks, and seemingly abandoned to their fate in the dark and filth of the prison. No one would blame them for asking why all this had been allowed to happen to them. They had been doing God's will, after all. And yet we read that in the midst of all this unjust suffering, Paul and Silas were heard praying and singing hymns to God. In the pitch black prison, where people would normally be expected to cry out in agony, rage or despair, Paul and Silas reaffirmed their faith in God, put all their trust in him and sang songs of hope and love to the one who is worthy of all praise, even when we are suffering and do not understand why. The other prisoners languishing there, a truly captive audience, must have been totally amazed at what they were hearing. How was this possible? Why were Paul and Silas praising instead of cursing? Who was this Jesus they were talking to? And why was he worth so much? The answer is the same reason why any of us might hold on to our faith, even when we are suffering unjustly and do not understand why. Our Lord Jesus has been there before us and he is here with us in our suffering now. He has promised that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, will never leave us on our own. We worship a God who knows all about what it means to suffer unjustly. A God who chose to come to earth in human form, to live our life and to suffer with us and for us. 
even when that path led all the way to death on a cross. Today is the second Sunday of Advent. When we think about the prophets who foretold the coming of the Messiah, our Saviour, Jesus. So we look to the words of Isaiah. And the first slide on the screen, it says in Isaiah chapter 7, The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us, one with us, fully human and yet fully God, familiar with suffering and yet opening the way for us to receive new life. And if we could have the second slide now, please. There are some words from Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. That must have been just what it was like for the other prisoners in the jail with Paul and Silas. There in the shadow of death, light came. As the presence of God filled that place where Paul and Silas were praying and worshipping. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus, alive in Paul and Silas, brought light into the darkest of places. Even in the face of evil, the light of Christ overcomes. And then came the earthquake. All of a sudden, they were released from their chains and were free to go. Why didn't they make good their escape? Who knows if more flogging was awaiting them or even execution planned for them. But instead, Paul's immediate concern was for the jailer of all people. They stayed where they were in order to save the jailer's life. The love of Jesus at work in Paul and Silas helped them to put their neighbor first. Even when that neighbor was the man who had fastened their feet in the stocks. They were true disciples of their master Jesus, who wrestled in the Garden of Gethsemane, knowing the suffering, humiliation, and agonizing death that lay ahead of him, if he chose to stay waiting there. He could have walked out. He was free to go. But he chose to remain, waiting for Judas in order to save our lives. What amazing love. All prophesied again in Isaiah, if we could have the third slide now, please. The passage we call the suffering servant in Isaiah chapters 52 and 53. At the end, we have these words. 
he poured out his life unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many. Jesus knew that this was the path he was called to follow. And he chose to give everything for us. Meanwhile, back in Philippi, the situation in the prison was turned completely upside down. The jailer's life was now in the hands of those who had been his chief prisoners. If he was found to have let them escape, he would probably be executed. So he desperately appealed to Paul and Silas, falling down on the ground before them, trembling with fear and asking what he must do to be saved. He must have been wondering what price he would have to pay. He had contributed to their suffering, after all. The answer he received must have been a very different one to what he was expecting. Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. There is no cost that we have to bear, no price we have to pay, despite all that Jesus has suffered for us. We simply need to believe in him, that he is Lord, and we will be saved in every necessary and possible way, on every level, for Jesus is life immortal. Now if we can have the final slide, thank you. When the birth of Jesus was announced, it says in Matthew chapter 1 that the angel told Joseph, you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life, life in all its fullness. From darkness to light, from death to life, the jailer heard the word of the Lord preached to him and he believed. He put his faith in Christ to save him. The incredible witness and selfless love of Paul and Silas in the face of horrific physical suffering was a piercing light in the darkness. It could not be denied. They lived and breathed the word of the Lord and it had power. Power to save even the one who had chained them. And as the jailer received new life in Christ, he was transformed. He took upon himself the role of a servant to Paul and Silas, tending to their needs and washing their open wounds. He and his family were baptised, becoming part of the body of Christ. The jailer even brought Paul and Silas into his home and they ate together as one family. Today's reading ends by saying that the jailer was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. Faith can be found in very unexpected places. I expect that like me, you've received a lot of Christmas appeals through your letterbox and via email. 
Here is one that came to me from the Glasgow City Mission. It tells the story of someone called Craig, who says that he used to live a chaotic life. His parents were both alcoholics, so he started drinking from an early age. He ended up in a gang, trying to get money from his family to buy drugs. Craig says he was kicked out of home age 17 and was sleeping rough for years. He received support from the Glasgow City Mission. And during that time, his best friend died of an overdose. Craig hit rock bottom. He wanted to change, but he didn't know how. In the middle of this dark place of suffering, we could even call it a prison that had built up around Craig and from which he could see no way out. The light of the faith and witness of the Christians at Glasgow City Mission shone brilliantly through the love and care they showed him. And when Craig asked them how his life could be changed or saved, they were ready and waiting to tell him about Jesus. Craig says that he realized that there was more to life and he cried out to God, if you're there, help me. Since then, his life has gradually been transformed step by step. He now has somewhere to call home. And he has chosen to give his time to serve others who come to the mission in desperate need. Craig's story differs somewhat from the story we heard read from Acts today, but they are both stories of faith in unexpected places, places of darkness and suffering. And they show how our God continues to bring transformation and new life to all who believe and trust in him, from the days of the early church right up to the present time. As we play our part in the outreach work of God's church, one of the most common questions we will come up against is, why does God allow suffering? Occasionally, the person asking that question may want to engage in a philosophical discussion about free will. But more often than not, that question arises out of a deep, pain and personal suffering and the person asking it is upset and angry that life is not fair. In such a situation we may find that the best way to respond to their very difficult question is to listen to everything they want to tell us and then if there is an opportunity to share with them the story of Jesus. That God loves us. That he came to be with us. Chose to be one with us in suffering. Defeated suffering and death forever. And that he is here with us now. Whatever we are going through. By the power of his Holy Spirit. He knows and understands. And he is Emmanuel, God with us.
this is what we celebrate at Christmas and every day of our lives. Jesus, our Saviour, is light in the darkness, love that never fails, life in all its fullness. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. The prison in Philippi, a place of darkness, hate and death, was transformed into a place of light, love and life by the power of Jesus at work in the witness of Paul and Silas. It was an unexpected place to find faith. And so that faith had an even greater impact on those who experienced it. Let's never underestimate the power of our witness when we hold firmly onto our faith during times of suffering, especially when we cannot see a reason behind why something is happening. By the power of Christ's love within us, we can shine like stars in the universe as we hold out the word of life. Our Lord has been through suffering and death before us and come out the other side victorious. He has shown us the way and he is here to carry us safely through. We are never alone. And we look towards a time when suffering and pain will be no more as our Lord comes to make everything new. The Lord says, Behold, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Let's stand and sing. This is one we haven't done for a while, but the words cut through to the heart of what we're talking about today, about Jesus being the light. Amen. 